Welcome. I'm Lauren Rosen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Kelly Frankie, licensed marriage and family therapist. And this is Purely OCD. Kelly and I are OCD specialists who happen to also be in recovery from OCD ourselves. Each week we meet to talk about all things OCD, one topic at a time. You may notice we try to bring a little levity and humor to our discussion around this deeply painful disorder, as this has been a very powerful tool for our own recovery as well as our clients. We tend to cover obsessions, compulsions, and exposures. There's also a Q&A at the end. If you would like, you can join us in the future. We meet on Mondays at 12.30 Pacific time on Instagram Live. And if you do find this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so we can gain more visibility to reach more people like yourself and help spread awareness of what it's like to live with OCD. Quick reminder, this is not intended as therapy or as a replacement for therapy. This is for educational purposes only. So without further ado, here is this week's episode. Today we're talking about guilt and OCD. I actually, I posted about this over the weekend and a lot of people responded. Um, and I know that you've posted about it too. I think um, we talked a lot I did. about it. That's right. I forgot about it though, but you're right. Anytime I do anything guilt, it always seems to do really well. So that's a yeah. good indication that we should do a live. Totally. And that we should talk about this. Um, mm-hmm. We've got 30 minutes today. Um, can you keep us on the clock? Frankie, because I've got, I don't have a clock nearby. I am going to try my darndest. You do it. Um, We do have some questions that came in prior to the live, but if you have additional questions, throw them in the question mark box and we'll talk um, a little bit more about this idea and then answer some questions. Um, A little atypical because usually we talk about like obsessions and compulsions and exposures but I think because we're talking about this general concept I'm not sure that there are necessarily um, uh well well what do you think we could talk about how it presents right yeah totally do you want to start start us off sure kick us off so yeah I think guilt comes up and and sometimes it's a trigger for so basically my thought process around this is like if you have moral scrupulosity and you feel a sense of guilt when the thoughts come on that can actually trigger the desire to figure out what the guilt means mm-hmm. does that make totally. sense absolutely like, oh my gosh so moral scrupulosity for those watching who don't know about it Uh, We actually have another live on this, but the idea being that uh, you're rigid in trying to uh, live up to a certain moral standard. And so when this happens, you might have a thought like, oh my gosh, I I wasn't completely honest with that person, like 100% honest. I should probably go back and tell them just so that they know for sure, for sure. Um, I experienced this a lot around, um, my tiramisu themed obsessions, right. Um, which is a long time ago. So I, I talk openly about this on here, but my fear of having relapsed on a piece of tiramisu, it was like, well, I, am I being rigorously honest with myself mm. and have I, well, I didn't tell that person, so I'm not being honest with them. 
which is interesting as though we have to tell every person, every single detail about our lives in order to be honest with them, which I I disagree with wholeheartedly. Yeah. But yeah. But I know the feeling. Yes. Yep. The, the strong desire, like, ah, I gotta make sure. Clarify. We like that clarification. Gotta clarify. So essentially when I would feel like I feel guilty or like I was doing something wrong by not changing my date or telling somebody, um, that, that was part of what would trigger me to want to confess. Um, yeah. As an example. Yes. I, I think that's a great example. And I think that it's, you know, I think, it, well, in your post, you're talking about anxiety and there's this feeling of anxiety we're learning how to sit with, but like you had so eloquently put as that it's the experience that we're talking about. And that can also include guilt. So yeah. with guilt, it can really come into any subtype of OCD. This could also include things like harm, right? Like having this feeling of, oh my gosh, I had a harm thought of this innocent child. What does that say about me? And then beating yourself up over it, not only for having the intrusive thought making you anxious, but the back end of it is then beating yourself up into shame and saying, I should feel guilty. I do feel like this must mean I'm a bad person, right? right. So it's the two arrow concept. Yeah, I think that that's really important because that's, as you were talking, I was thinking about that, um, the shame, guilt, and mm-hmm. what like, what differentiates yeah. the two. Let's talk um, about it. Let's talk about it. What, what's your, I mean, I'm sure our definitions are probably the same because yeah. of how I roll. Let me situate myself um, here. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm due for a good situation because ah, everyone situation. knows who watches this. I'm, we've had, we're not having a lot of people joining us today, but I'm so glad for those of you who are joining us. I promise we will deliver. Let's hope. <laughs> um, so guilt versus shame. Mm-hmm. Guilt is when you've done something objectively wrong. So if you were to do something, and it's a functional emotion, if you were doing something like, for example, you're drinking and then you're getting into your car and you're driving and you have then hit somebody, well, yes. it makes sense. Guilt should come on because it's telling you probably don't ever do that again. Yeah. Something bad happened, right? Yeah. That's not yep. acceptable behavior. In the court of law, everyone would say, yes, guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Shame. Right. Passing Shame. the baton. You. Oh, okay. Um, shame is when you have potentially had some experience and instead of feeling badly about having done something, and I, I do want to like sort of point out too, that you can feel guilt with, without having done something wrong, right? Absolutely. You're well, absolutely, yeah, yeah, what we're talking about yeah, here. Yeah, totally. Um, but you're right. Like it's, it is functional when it comes up in certain contexts. And so looking at guilt as an emotion, just like anxiety that we want to, we want to read like, Oh, well, are there any facts in this situation that would dictate that this feeling is appropriate and needs my attention? Um, often case, uh, oftentimes the case is no, right. If you have anxiety, uh, in the context of OCD, you're probably having a lot of anxiety that's not based in facts, but if you have anxiety, um, related to, I don't know, you forgot to do a paper for school and it's due right in 10 minutes. Yeah. You probably want to let, it's like trying to motivate you to get some stuff done. Yeah. Um, totally. 
so same with guilt, but I think the the shame piece is when we get into this realm of I'm bad, not I've done something wrong or perhaps I've done something wrong, but instead I am wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's when we take these and it, they can be related if it, let's take the car accident, for example, right? Like if you've, if you've done that and then you turn it into, I'm a horrible human, I don't deserve to live, right? Like these types of thoughts would be where it would maybe shift into shame. Um, mm-hmm. like and it's belief. not productive. Yes, absolutely. But the, mm-hmm. the thing is about shame, you, we put it perfectly at the beginning. It's not functional. Shame is never functional. I don't, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, it's m- maybe worth pointing out. I've seen this a lot with COVID stuff. Mm. Although I'm so sick of talking about COVID, let's talk about it for a moment. Um, (laughs) One moment. um, It goes sideways a bit with the harm stuff is like, well, I know the facts are that it is taking a certain risk in, you know, exposing my child or myself to other people. Um, And there's this feeling of guilt that a few of my clients have expressed of like, well, I'm trying to do harm reduction, right? By minimizing the amount of exposure and then feeling guilty for any small amount of exposure at all. It's like, well, I could have done that, right? So I'm in a, so guilt is driving it. Like, this is my fault that now my kid is sick because Mm. I've exposed them to something that I know is a risk and I could have chosen to do homeschooling, right? Right. I swear this is not my obsession, though. <laughs> I didn't think it was, but yeah, I well, think it's probably coming up a lot right now. Yeah, um, with the parents, and I work with a lot of parents. It's definitely it's so strong. The guilt is strong with with them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's and in in some ways, it's interesting. Guilt. What is guilt? But an anxiety around having done something wrong. Right. Having thoughts is not cause for guilt though. Just so you guys all know. Or shame, right? Like I think mm-hmm. the problem with the shame too is that it's not it actually is antithet it's it's antithetical to to functional because it basically it's if you say you are wrong then there's no hope, right? Like there's no why, why even bother trying then because it's almost a cop out in some ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I think either way, shame, guilt, the thoughts are thoughts and thoughts don't need any sort of attention inherently. Right. And the anecdote to shame is vulnerability, just so everyone knows. If you're feeling lots of shame about something, find someone that's trustworthy enough that you think you can share something that you feel shameful about. And have them respond to you in a very loving, compassionate, unconditional way. And shame will be punched in the face. Right in the face. Just right in this area. Aggressive. Aggressive. And guilt is exposure. Yeah. Do you want to talk more about that, Lauren? Yeah. So so practicing exposure and response prevention with this. Mm Mm-hmm involves being willing, just like we talk about with feeling anxiety, being willing to feel 
guilt. We oftentimes in many subtypes talk about this feeling irresponsible and that's just, yes. Yeah. That's just guilt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm doing something wrong. Um, so being willing to tolerate that feeling is so much a part of recovery from almost every subtype. Um, so for example, let's take the harm OCD stuff. Um, so somebody might have a thought about harming their family. And then in, in addition to, or instead of anxiety, they may feel a strong sense of guilt for having had the thought in the first place and then want to confess right to someone like, Oh, by the way, I had a thought about killing you, but it's fine. Right. Like, <laughs> well, and it is like, there are some, some people who right, like they're that open with the person that they have the thoughts about. Oh. It's like, absolutely erases like ah good I don't have to I don't have to be responsible for that one anymore they know right consented to being in this relationship even though I'm having thoughts right yeah have you read the consent form yeah (laughs) here and signed it you see it a lot in relationship OCD too right Mm -hmm. where it's like let me confess to them every misstep that I've engaged in to make sure they're they really are okay with the fact that maybe I'm yeah Right. I'm broken. Maybe I'm broken or maybe I, yeah, I don't really love them. They need to know this. Right. And so not, not telling them is it, it's going to bring up that guilt and then you're going to learn to tolerate that guilt. Right. Yep. Ooh, where do I feel that in my body? <laughs> I feel it in lots of places. Like I tend right. to feel guilt I'm trying to think like in my chest area, um, like mm. a light tightening. Um, and maybe even like a lump at the back of the throat, um, or the, uh, like a little bit, it kind of has similar flavors to the anxiety feelings. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like a heartburn. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling. Yeah. It's all just in this section, usually yeah. chest, heartburn, stomach, nausea, indigestion. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry, I was I'm so like, nauseous <laughs> yesterday. I was so nauseous. I'm like, Ooh, anxiety's here. Hello. Huh? Hello. Good day to you. Yeah. Yeah. Great explanation. Thank you. And to you as well. You're really keeping us on the rails today. I I Um, am, right? I'm doing a pretty good job. crushing it. Yes. So um, do you want to talk about any exposures that that you think are pertinent in this realm? So we do it like in the response prevention too, I guess. Because we talked about not seeking reassurance. Well, I think with the ones that like, I guess the one that's really fresh in my mind and because school's starting for a lot of moms, mm-hmm. sorry, I'm selfish, but we're going to talk about this. <laughs> that <laughs> Do it. The exposure is using for me values is saying, well, you want to send your kid to school. Why? Right. At the, cause if we don't at what cost, right. You're going to deplete yourself. Um, you can't offer them what a teacher and other children can because on some degree they're accepting the fact that there's some reality in it but that it's not like they are cognitively making the choice to send them but we don't have any certainty that that's going to even happen but also aren't we all if you're sitting in a court of law everyone would be like yeah that's what a lot of people are doing they're just sending their kids to school right it's good for them right because well and because it's with every choice that we make, we are, we're 
sort of missing out on other things, right? Yep. So if it's opportunity cost in, in the world of economics. And so if you keep your kid home from school, yes, you are gaining more certainty that they won't get COVID. But if you keep them home from school, you also are have, they're missing out on the opportunity to socialize and connect with children and have normal experiences, which they've missed out on so much. And so like the social side of things, the um, just being in a, a different learning environment with a teacher, right, that could sort of reduce um, challenges at home related to Oh, my screen keeps parents. doing that thing where it goes oh, dark. Oh, where it goes dark. Hold on. Let me change. Hold on. Oh. Yeah, do it. It's a double hand. What do you mean by that double hand? I'm confused. So I was just going to say too with that is that um, I'm not advocating for sending, like you can either way. My theory is this guilt will be there no matter what choice you make. Oh yeah. So yeah. if you keep them home, guilt will be like, you kept them home away from social interaction. How dare you? Right. You sick woman or man. <laughs> you sick <laughs> woman or man. Um, yeah. No, the, actually this yep. is what Adam was saying. Well done. The double mm -hmm. hand, the two tailed yeah. spike, my friend. That's yep. not the two tailed spike. No matter what choice you make, you're going to get spiked. Oh yeah. Um, wait, what was the original question that you had for me? I don't remember. Shoot. That's oh. all right. No, no, you no. You said something about exposures. Oh yeah. So, um, exposures related and response prevention related to guilt. Um, right. So just, we do it just like we would any exposure. I would say, even going back to the original one is like, let's say you're having pedophilia thoughts, right? And this comes up a lot naturally mm -hmm. is that reading an imaginal exposure or bringing up an intrusive thought while playing with the child, you will feel guilt. Yeah. Pretty, pretty likely. Not always, but you I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Say. And so we want to know it's there, right? This is anxiety and guilt. Okay. So let's learn how to handle this without engaging in, well, if I feel guilt, then I'm doing something guilty. That must mean I'm bad, right? right. Or I'm doing something right. bad. Yep. Absolutely. When sometimes it means you're just playing with the kid, listening to words that, yeah, mm. but you have to accept uncertainty. Of course. Yeah. But looking at the facts, totally. Yep. Also, do the, yeah, do the, you had mentioned this, do the facts miss or match the feelings? And even if they do, to what degree, right? Like not with the pedophilia one, but let's say one that's like a real event thing. Mm -hmm. There might be a level of guilt, but the level at which somebody's experiencing it is not at all. It's like the, the punishment doesn't meet, match the crime, it's out of, right. it, it's excessive. It's excessive yeah. and it's unhelpful. So yeah. we got to just do more exposures and have you feel more guilty all the time. Yep. Yep. By the way, uh, Lisa said, hi, she's got a great, um, uh, live that I was on last week called the comfort oh. zone. I Hello. Say, hey, um, I don't, 
see, they were so good last week while we were on there because they were like there, there, because they were commenting. And I don't know how to do that while we're talking. I can't. I'm not good enough to do that. Like to. Oh say, no, like, we we can't. I don't box. have my glasses. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry, you guys. Maybe I'm, we'll work on that once I yeah. get contacts. We'll be good. Ooh. Anyway. Anyways. Um, very so, nice that you joined us, Lisa. Thanks for joining. I and haven't check out reached her podcast or her thing me live. Whatever we're calling it. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Questions. Bring on the feelings. Let's bring on the questions now. So uh, so wait, how do I there? See, we have to get all close and I know. See, I'll get in there and like, yeah, yep, exactly. The guilt makes me feel like the thoughts are so real. I don't know if they are. Will this ever go away? Um, Will the guilt ever go away? If we can. Yeah, I don't know if, or if, if the fact that the guilt makes my feeling, makes it feel like the thoughts are real. Ah, so, okay. I have, I have thoughts on this, but yeah, go for it. No, no, you do it. You lead here. I have feelings about this idea that thoughts or feelings feel, or the thoughts feel real. Because I think what we're talking about here is that you have thoughts that, or one has thoughts that they're afraid are indications of of genuine beliefs or desires and then they feel anxious about it uh, about the fact that they're having these thoughts and what those thoughts might mean um and so this idea that like the guilt makes me feel like the thoughts are so real well the thoughts are real in that they're real mental events that you're having in your brain but the thoughts aren't aren't necessarily reflections of reality and so if you're having thoughts about oh my gosh but these thoughts could be real I don't know that that thought per se ever goes away you might have thoughts like oh well this could be an indication of my innermost desires that that this thought that just popped into my mind and you're gonna feel guilty And I don't think either of those experiences are necessarily going to go away because you're a human being and guilt is a a normal response to to have, whether or not it's based in the facts. Right. Because we feel all sorts of things that don't make sense all the time. Yeah. I mean, how many times have I been on my period and been like, I'm so upset (laughs) and there's nothing (laughs) happening. Oh my God. Totally. No, absolutely. No. How many times is it's like, yeah, I'll just be, I I feel like the more I practice meditation and mindfulness, the more I see it throughout the day too. Totally. You can watch it, ride it. Wow. (laughs) Look at this happening. (laughs) This is happening right now. I am feeling Mm -hmm. anxious. And then it's like the next, like five minutes later, I'm like, I'm on top of the world. I could just like take it all on, you know? And then right. it's like, oh, this life thing is so sad, yeah. right? Like, just like, or you could no. go, OCD could be like, well, have you considered that maybe you have bipolar disorder? And then you go, hmm. And yeah. tell me more. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Sorry, I had to go there with that one because I like that OCD obviously shows up a lot with anything. Yeah. With anything, like, oh, why am mm-hmm. I having these emotional experiences that are all over the place? Must mm-hmm. mean something's wrong. I should probably try and figure <laughs> it out. Probably. Sorry, I I no. distracted us. Great response. You nailed it. Thank you. I don't think you distracted us at all. Okay. Um, so I, I'm not entirely sure. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Does guilt stem purely from OCD or also the content of the obsessions? Not entirely sure that I am. I understand this question. Do you? No. Mm. (laughs) I'm like, no. Um, uh, Say the first part. Does guilt stem purely from OCD or also the content of the obsessions? I feel like this is a trap question for some reason. Yeah. Is, are we trying to figure out here if the guilt is reflective of OCD or something real? I don't know. And it doesn't matter. Guilt is a feeling. And so is anxiety and so is sadness and so is happiness. But to not interpret it is the key is to instead allow yourself to have an emotional experience because your brain is actually operating. It's good. If you feel the spectrum of emotions, that's so good. Yeah. Right? Let yourself yep. feel feelings instead of because we have prefrontal cortexes that like to figure things out and we have cognitive um, abilities that other creatures don't, we overthink things instead of just being like a cat who's just like, I'm pissed at the world, but it doesn't matter why. Like they're just in the moment. Just pissed right now. Letting themselves be mad. Yeah. Cranky little assholes. Sorry. (laughs) They are. So that's true. I I love them, but it's true. Except Jack. Except for Jack. Yeah. Yeah. He's just happy about the world. Yeah. Oh, hi, Emma. I love how everyone's coming on today. It's good to see you. Um, So I think in terms of the, like, the guilt stemming from OCD or the content of the obsessions, yeah, I think you nailed it. I think, any other thoughts? Yeah, I mean, um, it's natural that the obsession would inherently induce guilt feelings, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's more of just saying you can do like a quick fact check and say, if I were in a court of law, would these people all say on the jury, you're guilty for having yeah. terrible, horrific thoughts? No, because Stephen King would be then guilty and of would be law. sent. Yeah. He would be like excommunicated basically. Um, yeah. Read 1984, so, right? Like, right. <laughs> I mean, the thought police don't exist for a reason. They don't. They because, don't. Yeah. They don't. They do. And we do that once as like a reality check. Okay, good. But then we have to accept uncertainty ultimately. That's where the magic happens. Absolutely. And after a while working with a certain obsession, you get an idea of the flavor of it. And, and at a certain point mm-hmm. it becomes, I'm not even going to reality test that one. That doesn't get my time. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know, maybe. Right. But that's that one. That. Yeah. It's like, that's where it's like, if it walks like a duck or if it walks like OCD and quacks like OCD, it's probably OCD and you probably want to take the leap. Um, that's right. Because you know what? 
OCD has taken up enough of my time. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shall we? What time yes. is it? You need we to probably keep... have a couple more minutes. Okay. Let's take maybe one more, depending on how fast it is. Okay. Um, sorry, guys. I'm going to try to... Also, I'm going to try to reduce saying sorry, because I say it a lot. I think I, that's a grand plan. Help me. I will. I'll be happy to hold you accountable. Thank you. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to find one that is different, but maybe just I'm guilty for not doing compassions. I don't know if this is a question. Feeling guilty for not doing compulsions and now bad things will happen. For example, loved ones will die. It sounds like what people experience after they do an exposure, maybe. Yep. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's, norm- That's what we're trying to induce. Yeah. As yeah. terrible and horrible. And we sound like monsters as therapists is doing that. But that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Is bring on that feeling. Yeah. What do you think that uh, the, the thing about this is that... Um, I think a lot of the, I got, I've got to just do it just to be safe falls into this category where the guilt comes up. Does that make sense? Like I want to, well, it's so easy for me to just redo this thing real quick. And if it, if it makes, if it makes it sure that this bad thing won't happen, then I would be selfish to do anything else. That's it. Right. Like that's it. If I just do this, if I just keep my windows you know, closed and locked just one more time, the intruder won't come in and, and kill me and all of my family. Right. Just going to take one second. Right. Exactly. It, it would be so short and quick. And, and I think also sometimes it's the fear, gosh, OCD, it's the fear of future guilt. Yes. I'll never oh, be able to live yes. with myself. If I'll never, oh. how many yeah. times have I said that? I don't know. I've said it a lot. <laughs> I, I, so I feel you, right? Like, oh, I, I can't do this because what if? And it's like, well, I don't know. Okay. I've, I've lived with a lot of anxiety. So, yeah. I think I've pretty much felt all of these at some point. Taste the rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> the Skittles, Skittles. And OCD. Oh, no. I'm sorry. God, man. My my battery was being angry okay. with me, but yes, I agree. The Skittles of OCD. All right. Shall, uh, do we need to depart? Yeah. I think uh, really quickly though, um, is it Emma? Is that? Yes. Scott? Oh yeah. Oh. Hi, Emma. Okay. So she yeah. mentioned something. I see a lot of people feeling guilty about having their obsessions become known by their partners. Absolutely. Yeah. See yeah, that absolutely. a lot. Um, and I think a lot of that too is shame. Yeah. So it can yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah, I can't so, be with this person yeah. for the rest of my life and not tell them that I have thoughts of harming children, right? That then they won't really know me. And oh, right? I've seen that a lot. I've seen that a lot. Yeah. That's like, 
Well, that's giving a lot of importance to the thoughts that you're having. And look, one way or another, if you choose to talk about it or not, I think it's important to limit the amount of time that you talk about the content because ultimately it, it just turns reassurance, yeah. reassurance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guilt tricks us into compulsions all the time. Emma, I, yes. <laughs> tricky, tricky. Uh, the end. All right. Uh, thank you, dear. No, no, sorry. It's only how wonderful that you showed up today to talk about this topic. And hopefully uh, you found something helpful to anyone out there watching today. And we will look yes. forward to seeing you same time next week. Talking about something else. Really cool. Talking about something else. Really cool. Cool. Okay. Uh, I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everyone, have a lovely day. A good enough day. Yeah, have a good enough day. Goodbye. Okay, goodbye. Thanks for joining us. Just as a reminder, this podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended as a replacement for therapy. If you need further support, we encourage you to seek treatment with a registered professional who specializes in OCD. If you have a moment, we'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to leave us any feedback by reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. You can find past episodes on our website at purelyocd.com. Remember, this podcast is for you, so please let us know what you would like to hear. We want to make our message as helpful as it can be. We hope you will join us in the future as we continue our discussion on all things OCD. OCD.